I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, and joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, the one more thinking, the quarantine queen. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Well, besides last night, Fox Sports Southwest started the uh, Mavs Lakers series, and the tradition since they started this kind of rewatch is they only show the wins like the Mavericks wins so I didn't know with this Lakers series if they were going to show just the wins of that series or not or if they you know I, I didn't know but I saw where the broadcast was only showing through game four so I didn't know why they wouldn't show anything past that I don't know do you know why <laughs> anyway um it's just mean. It's just mean overall. <laughs> I do have a, uh, I do have a question for you. Another question, a realistic question. Today, five-star point guard Deshaun Nix, who is uh, committed to UCLA, decommits to UCLA, and is headed to the G League, the same program that we've seen two top recruits, top overall recruit in uh, Jalen Jalen Green, right? Just it. Jalen Green, Green, yeah, Jalen Green, yeah. Isaiah Todd. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, that we've seen over the past couple of weeks head to the G League program. You've seen some people in college basketball like, hey, nothing to worry about. I've seen some people say, man, I would be really scared for college basketball. I do. This is one question I do have. Do you think COVID-19 situations playing into this as like a one-year wonder? Or do you think this could be a trend moving forward? You know that song that plays during the Hulu has live sports commercials? Do they have live sports right now? Get that money. Get that money. Get that. Hulu has live sports. I'm Joel Embiid. I'm Damian. I'm Damian Lillard. I'm a really good rapper and Hulu has live sports. Get that money. Get that. This is exactly what this is. Guys are just getting theirs. They're getting their money. Jalen Green started it all. He showed, you know, what was possible. And basically, like this G League, it's not okay. The other thing is, it's not even a G League program. These yeah, guys, I, I are, hate that they're calling it. That, these really. are these guys aren't going to play G League teams. It's so wild to me. But it's it's a pathway program, professional development, and they're paying these guys to develop in the NBA, play against different kind of competition that's not even G League, which doesn't really make any sense to me, but. Um, if it doesn't make sense to me, then I'm sure it doesn't make sense to some of these players too. And so they're starting to learn all this stuff and they're seeing what it's like. And this didn't exist last year. This didn't exist three months ago. I don't, I don't think. And so now all these guys are figuring this out. And I think that, you know, money talks and is when the money is real and it's not like, you know, Oh, you can make maybe a hundred thousand dollars in the, in the, you know, playing for a G league team where the NBA says now, okay, well let's do a professional pathway program. Yeah. And then you can, make you know upwards of a million dollars with endorsements and the you know the actual money from the deal and all that kind of stuff i mean that is that's a huge difference uh the average g league salary is like thirty five thousand dollars too so uh <laughs> you know like the, that's it's a big like step up yeah i you know they've they've threw out there the idea of 
like the soccer model, you know, it's like you they can the start academies. so young. Yeah, the academies and all that stuff. I think Cubans talked about that years ago. Um, and even when you look in, in like Europe, you look at Luca and I mean, talk about how, how early he, he went pro. So it's like it's kind of like their own version of that, but you're not affiliated with an actual team. So it's like they're a way of a, a pro program before the NBA to help you grow and learn how to become a pro and all this stuff. But they're not part of the like Mavericks pipeline or whatever it is pipeline, because then that would just be crazy trying to figure out how they would do that. But I, I am fascinated how it works. I do want to see how it works like next year once we get past. Um, yeah, because I do wonder if the whole like college just I mean, I, I talk to college students all the time with, with my church stuff. And there's just so there's so there's so much uncertainty right now. And I'm sure a lot of college students listen to this podcast like, what does my next semester look like? Do I want to pay for college next semester if it's going to be online? And if I'm not going to be able to go back you know, to the actual campus, am I, there's so many questions about college right now for the fall. I wonder if they looked at it. I wonder if it impacted their decision that they looked at and said, hey, guaranteed money, one, and but two, there's a chance I might not get to play, and then I won't even make any money on top of that. So if I don't get to play or it's some it's some type of basketball without fans and stuff. So I am. that's what I want to know, if this is a thing that – did the NBA speed this up because I knew this was the opportunity to launch it? You know, I, there's so much stuff that I'm really curious on. It just hit us so quick, and it feels like it's such a massive thing, and it just came out of nowhere with, bam, it's going into effect now. And that's, that's it's kind of crazy. Yeah, and it's such a vast Thanks, change. babe. It's, a, it's such a vast change. It's such a difference. From, that was my wife, Valerie. I didn't say uh, thanks, babe, to Nick. So I was going to say, I was like, uh, we're just going to gloss by. I called you the quarantine queen at the beginning. We glossed past that. So we're going to Or some, somebody could direct quote me and, you know, put it on Twitter, even though I didn't say a direct quote. But uh, <laughs> my dog's also going crazy. So sorry about that. Laker is, uh, he's upset. He's, he's, he's out in the, he's out in the living room watching Fox Sports Southwest and he doesn't know what happens because he wasn't alive during those games yet. So. <laughs> that's what's happening but yeah this this so this professional pathway program is just came by so quick and i i, I want to see it actually happen and see mm-hmm. the one-year test run or whatever whatever they're going to do with it i want to see what it's like before we pass judgment on whether it's a successful thing or not it's it's getting guys to the program so they're doing something yep. and uh yeah i wonder what it'll, how it'll affect the actual draft picks in the NBA, is it going to prove to be better? Like, it, there's just so many variables that it's just going to be so hard to prove if this was successful or not. If Jalen Green's a really good yeah. NBA player, does that mean the professional pathway program was successful? Like, I don't know, right? I mean, like, sure. who knows at that point? There's so many different variables. Oh, your dog is super salty about it now. Um, who knows? We could look at this thing in uh, years from now and see Jalen Green as the title of an ESPN article saying, hey, if we decided to poll people around the league and we asked in NBA execs um, and scouts or whatever, who you'd rather start a franchise with, Jalen Green could be one of those names. And who knows? If Jalen Green, Nick just Nick, Nick just sat back down in his chair. I said, who knows? In a few years, Jalen Green could be one of the names that uh, people are debating in a few years on ESPN of who you'd rather start your franchise with. There's a dog outside my house, and like, and my dog is absolutely freaking out. Oh, your dog is salty right now. Is that your stomach or your dog? <laughs> That's definitely could be either. So, uh, all right, 
coming up, let's get, let's actually get into uh, the story of the day. Luka Doncic, he's got Air Jordan 1s coming out, so let's get into that conversation. And then we also want to get into today the article from ESPN about Luka, Zion, John Morant, and Trey Young, and which player you'd want to start a team with. Let's get into that coming up. All right, Isaac, let's get into this conversation about Luka Doncic's new shoes. First of all, so he posts them on his Instagram. It's posted all over Twitter. People are saying all kinds of things. Let's set everyone straight. What should we call these? Oh my gosh! This so this was a little frustrating for me because this is not Luca's like this is not the Luca ones one yeah he so he posted them on Instagram everybody freaked out and it's like oh my gosh he's getting his own shoe no 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 it's not his own shoe that's that's the Jordan one we're actually gonna learn more about that shoe come uh, the last dance on Sunday night but that's a that's the Jordan one I love it's it's my probably my favorite retro I got married in Jordan ones I love Jordan ones <laughs> so. Saying this and they weren't on his feet. <laughs> they were. I actually only wear those Jordans on my anniversary every single year. So I've only worn those seven times, six times in my life. And I just wear them on anniversary day and that's it. And then I wow. Put but do you think Jordan so, knows? I could write him and tell him. <laughs> I wonder if he knows how many people have been married in his shoes. Oh my gosh. There's so many people. But so going back to Luca, these are not the Luca ones. These are not Luca's first shoe, if we want to say that, because all this. So Nike releases shoes in packs sometimes. And it's like, you know, a, a two shoe pack or a three shoe pack or whatever it is. So they released this official statement today and said, hey, you know, Luca posted a picture earlier, but they post they released this statement and says, hey, we're going to release this new thing called the pregame pack. And it's four shoes. It's four shoes that have already been made and everything. They're just inspired by a certain athlete. And it's all about their pregame routine. So it's Luka Doncic, De'Aaron Fox, Ben Simmons, Brittany Griner. And when you go through them, like like Fox and Griner, they have the Air Force Ones. I think Ben Simmons has a Blazer mid. And, you know, Luka being the Jordan athlete is on the Air Jordan 1. But his logo's not on it. It's not a PE. This isn't a shoe that he's probably going to wear on the court. This is more of a lifestyle you know, shoe now. Uh, they even, you saw a clip of Jordan talking about the you know, Jordan 1s that they kind of pre-released. on. I saw that on Twitter today. And he's talking about his feet bleeding playing in the shoes. <laughs> um, these are a lifestyle shoe. So, But it's not a PE. So we can't say like you can call whatever you want but it's just it, it's inspired by luca and it has like a saying on there breathe center center breathe and the shoe is technically called the jordan one mindfulness and that's the technical if we want to talk about title for it because and this is a shout out to i'm wondering if uh, dk who's the mental coach for the he Mavericks, tweeted about this today he's a legend okay he is uh, he is amazing and when you talk about the glue who holds like this team and everything together for years this man is brilliant but anyway he should get like royalties or something for this because luke is all about the mindfulness part of this pregame routine to where like fox and britney griner their shoes inspired by like music uh, ben simmons talks about motivation uh but anyway <laughs> that's, that's it's hilarious <laughs> motivation to shoot yeah but hit there's no logo. Somebody was texting me about it today. They're like, oh, cool. Like, where is it going to have Luca's name on or logo? To, his logo is nowhere on the shoe, to my knowledge. I've seen all the like high res pictures of them and all this stuff. <laughs> like, it looks like a beautiful shoe. Comes Even out on, on the, the tongue, 30th. like on the outside, the inside? Uh, no. 
So it looks like a beautiful shoe. I love it. I love the, the color scheme of it. I love ones. I might try to get them if I can talk my wife into using some of that stimulus check, you know, <laughs> for them. But we'll see. But um, I mean, either way, it's fun. It's fun to see his name connected to a shoe. It's just not the Luca ones that were a lot of people. It's like dying to see. So are we going to be able to we're going to be able to buy these, though? Yeah. Yeah. They'll be on sale on Nike.com on the 30th. Or if a Foot Locker, I don't know if Foot Locker near some of you guys is doing like curbside pickup or what that looks like in different states or whatever, but Foot Locker should have them too. But I'm excited for it. And it's just when a PE, go back to one of my favorite pods that we've done is uh, this past year was with Nick DePala from ESPN. Yeah. And he talked about all this different stuff of what PE means, player exclusive shoes, whatever. A player exclusive is Luca taking uh, a Jordan shoe, uh, let's just say 34s or whatever that he likes playing sometimes, whether it's those diamond shoes, the diamond mids, whatever. And he like slaps his logo on it. That's a PE. You put that Luca Doncic logo on it, it looks cool. Um, but this really isn't a PE. It's just part of a pack, and it's just inspired by Luca. It's it's kind of weird. I get it's kind of confusing, but so the Mavs anyway. Fire Patrol posted this on Instagram. They're like the Mavs uh, social like shoe social media culture. I love those people. There's some great people that run that account. Some of my favorite people in the organization run that account, and uh, Raya and Shelby and some of those guys. So uh, I, I love them. But, but anyway, the quote that came with the shoe that they posted. That's why I'm quoting them uh but this is from nike quote a cool tranquil palette of greens and violets characterizes the upper both heels featured the, uh, the both heels featured the opaque paraphrases oh my gosh all right i'm gonna start this over <laughs> both heels featured the opaque phrases breathe and center and center and breathe like isaac said the air jordan one mid releases april 30th at house of hoops by footlocker uh and Nike. So there you go. April 30th. It should be available there. Thursday. Uh, I, I think I want to say 9 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> I'm not being like really specific, but I mean, I th- if you're I in Dallas, this, these might go quick. So I am. Re- yeah, I am really curious. It's not it's not considered at least it's it's not on the uh, the sneakers app that Nike uses for a lot of the launch stuff. It's not on that or anything. So we'll see. I, I don't know what the production and stuff of these look like. I haven't reached out to any of my Nike peeps, but it, I actually like the shoe. I'm just glad it's not ugly, you know? It actually looks like a nice shoe. I saw somebody on Twitter say, uh, coming to a Ross or a uh, coming coming to a Ross near you in six months. Uh, tell me where that Ross is at. I'll go get it. <laughs> <laughs> I like the other shoes part of the pack, too, by the way. I like Brittany Griner's. Um, I, I like Ben Simmons. They're okay. Um, are, they all Jor- are they all Jordan 1s? No, no. Foxes and Griner's are Air Force's. Uh, ben Simmons is a blazer mid, but uh, I like Fox's uh, Air Force Ones, by the way. But I like all of them, actually. So so there you go. Check out the other cool ones stuff. if you want to and see all that. Um, we're into Luca's We're into Luca's shoe. It's not, should we call it Luca's shoe? I mean, here's the thing. It's, it's, as, it's as much of his shoe as your shoes that you've been doing with, like, the Mavs network on like the, the Twitter thing where you create your oh, own yeah, yeah. Nike ID. It's kind of like that. But, but what's crazy is like somebody texted me today and said, how much, uh, like how much percentage will Luca get for like a colorway that, you know, he wants or something. And I'm like, actually, it's a good question. I don't know how that, you know, that percentage works out, 
But for instance, like let's say the 34s and that was what Nick DePala told us on the pod. He said, eventually what it's, it's going to turn into some PEs, but he's going to have input on some new colorways coming out. And for instance, what if we, you know, we could see a 34 come out. It's like the Jordan 34 Slovenia and it's like Slovenian color, stuff like that. Like I could see, but, and he's the inspiration about it. He's <laughs> telling them like the color schemes and stuff behind it. So he has an input on the shoe. So, but it's not the Jordan ones. It's not like a, you know, the Luca ones. It's not a signature shoe and all that. So it gets confusing, but I enjoyed shoe stuff. So, but this one is called the Jordan one mindfulness. He's, he's going all yeah. about what other things could we have called Lucas shoe? The, uh, I don't know this, the well, Jordan because, one, make your free throws. Well, it was all about the pregame, their pregame <laughs> routines. So. For him, I guess that was his focus on, I don't know, Jordan won Mosley's because he works out with Mosley. <laughs> <laughs> homage. The homage. <laughs> the Jordan won where we dropping's. But well, going back to what you say, should we call this the the Jordan one or uh, the Luca Jordans, whatever? When pe- If people can walk into a Foot Locker, that's probably what they're going to call him. Like, and the store employees are going to know. It's like, hey, do you got those Luca Jordan shoes? Like, people are just going to call yeah, him that yeah. and the people are going to know what it is. So it's, yeah. Whatever. So, yeah, you're not going to be thrown out of the store <laughs> if you call them the wrong thing. But we just want to clarify what they actually are because some people are saying, oh, this is a signature shoe, and that's not true. So we want yeah. to clear that up. But love the idea. Love the idea of mindfulness, the idea of, you know, breathe, center, breathe. Like, that's such a, a good thing for for anything. I needed to do that in the yeah. middle of this podcast when my dog was freaking out. I needed to breathe, center, breathe. <laughs> and I couldn't even <laughs> read the sentence right. But it's a really good thing to, to remind us, especially during – you know, social distancing and all this, it's starting to get stressful for me. Um, we're, we're okay. Like financially. And that's usually my biggest issue is, is, you know, thinking too far forward and, you know, thinking the worst case scenario and the worst possible thing coming, but it's still just the dread of not knowing what's coming and the dread of, am I using my time wisely enough? Am I, you know, are all these people seem like they're adding new skills to their life and they're like, am I doing that? Am I, being able to know my not necessarily being mindful enough but am i being productive enough it feels like that's another thing that keeps coming up and it's just a good reminder to just like focus on where you are and you know take care of the tasks in front of you and then if you can look forward and try to you know get your life you know like improve your life every single day you keep taking one step forward every single day that's the big thing just keep moving forward don't stay in one spot one step at a time. There's an excellent song in uh, Frozen about that. Frozen Two, about doing the like, ne- doing the next right thing and taking the next step forward. It's very good. I should know the song because I've watched it a thousand times. It's no, uh, the Kristen Bell one where she's like, "Do the next right thing," and she's like, keeps taking one step forward after like all the bad things in the world have ever happened to her. Is that before the dam breaks? Oh, spoiler alert! <laughs> oh, sorry guys. I don't know what I was talking about. <laughs> there you uh, go. Hoover, right. Hoover Dam. All right. We spent too much time on this. Coming up, let's get into the article that came out about Luca, Zion, John Morant, and Trey Young. All right, Isaac. Let's get into this article that came out. Luca, Zion, John Morant, and Trey Young. A group of executives were asked by NBA executives were asked by Tim Bontemps which player they would rather start a franchise with. And they voted. Isaac, uh, can you get a, give me a guess on who came overwhelmingly number one among these four players? Mm, Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic received 17 first place votes. John Morant received two first place votes. Zion received one first place vote. And Trey Young received zero first place votes. 
So overwhelmingly, I, I'm not great with math, but I'm going to say that's 90% of the votes <laughs> say that they would start a team with Luka Doncic. I was surprised that two went to Ja instead of, you know, more went to Ja than uh, Zion, though. Yeah, I was. Yeah. So Tim Bontemps did it. 20 people uh, included coaches, scouts and executives across the NBA world. And like, yeah, for me, it was, you know, it's it's Luka Zion for sure. And then I personally have jaw over Trey, but I feel like, you know, more people would be all about Trey. And that's I tweeted this out to him like, you know, I would do that. But I was really surprised that these voters were in agreement that jaw was over Trey hands and down. And these are NBA was, decision makers, right? Yeah. And it was more of a jaw versus Zion than, you know, jaw versus Trey. So I just want to know like the Trey young truthers that tried to put him in the category of even close to Luca or some of these people, like, what do they do when they read this? Do they just disregard it? Don't read it. And they just kind of just throw it away. They're not bookmark bookmarking this problem. I guess they are. For- <laughs> Tim Bontemps is on the hate list. He's getting all the hate from Hawks Reddit right now. But yeah, Luca Luca gets majority of the first place votes in this, and he rightfully should. I mean, we've talked about all of his accolades a thousand times. And the other thing that's important to, about Luca's you know scoring is he got 17 first place votes and then three second place votes. So nobody picked two players ahead of him. It was he's either number one or number two on everyone's ballot, just overwhelmingly. And I thought that, that was significant. And one one. Uh, Person. You want to get to this? Yeah, let's do it quote? now. Let's do it now. One okay, person. I'll, I'll, I'll hype up the quote while you find it, unless you have it. One person did say, well, Kevin O'Connor tweeted it out, and I thought it was it was a great response to it. But one person about Luca said, I don't know if Luca can be better than he is. An Eastern Conference executive said, uh, we're not going to say they work for the Knicks, but I'm just going to assume that they work for the Knicks. Who quote, else could they work for? Because I tweeted this out today, Hawks, and people... Okay, they for to, sure. The Hawks and the Knicks. The Hawks have to convince themselves that they didn't screw up that trade. Travis, we, <laughs> Travis, come on. We know you in Atlanta. Uh, this this was your quote because I quote tweeted this quote to you know this quote today. Or I tweeted out and I was like, all right, which team? Which which team does this executive work for? It's, it clearly says Eastern Conference executive in the quote. How many people replied to my tweet and said Kings or Suns or something <laughs> like guys? This what read the come on quote. guys come on uh, the rest anyway, of, the rest of it said yeah. but Ja can get better in terms of his shooting his team will get better around him and he makes players better around him I think he can affect the game at both ends so Kevin O'Connor from the <laughs> Ringer uh, a friend friend of a friend <laughs> sure friend of the friend of the friend of the pot. He said, what is this exec smoking? Lucas shot 32% from three and 73% from the line over his first two years. A 21-year-old can't improve those numbers. His turnovers can't drop. His defense can't get any better. If his body improves, Ja will get better. So can Luca. Blows my mind to read that quote. We agree with you, KOC. Kevin O. Correct. Yes. Uh, the quote. So this was a, kind of a double quote by this Eastern Conference executive. And the first part of the quote, I think, was more frustrating than the second part for me, because he says, I don't know if Luca can be any better than he is, said an Eastern Conference executive. He's really good, but I think this might be who he is, which is very good. Why are we trying to put a cap on Luka Doncic? And why are we trying to act like the spot that Luka is at right now is just like, I just don't know. I think right now is who he is. He's what, 29, 9, and 9? How many players freaking do this at any point in their career? And he's 21 years old. What kind of quote is this? Find this person. Tim Bontip should have like just cut the story off and say, hey, I'm just going to put your name in this. All right, You're not anonymous at this point if you're going to have a quote like this. (laughs) I mean, he's just it was saving just, his butt at this point. 
it's just what an absurd quote. And yeah, th- that second part of like, okay, why why can Ja get better and Luca can't? Like, I don't I don't understand that. Like, why why can we say that Ja's can Ja can improve, but I just I I don't understand <laughs> how people out there have put in their head that just because a player is good, did we do this with LeBron? Like, did we say that LeBron was so good in year two that's like this is who he is? You know, he's he's hit his limit. Like, why are we doing this with Luca? The only way to drastically improve according to some people is if you're athletic right if you're athletic if you're athletic there's room for you to get better and to get drastically better if you're not athletic there's no way for you to get better and it just doesn't make any sense that you just gatekeep improvement right like that's almost what it seems like in this uh it it was very strange that that quote um we're just going to toss it aside because luca just got way better right he just did that and people would say that last year he was as good as he could get and he just got better and there's glaring holes in his game that he needs to to improve like the three-point percentage and you know the free throw percentage and things like that and the, the defense can improve there's just so many other things that he can get better at that he tangibly can do uh that's just wild to me but I want to talk more about, so Zion received one first place vote, 11 second place votes. That's the most. John Morant received six second place votes and seven third place votes and only one fourth place vote for Zion. So Zion is pretty pretty clearly the second pick in this mm-hmm. group. Would you have Zion your second pick out of these four? I would have him my second, but it's not like a landslide. I think it's it's Zion then Ja really quick. It's not a. I've always been in this camp. I, I picked Ja to win Rookie of the Year before the season started. You did, and, and it's like I've just. I love Zion, and he is an athletic freak of nature. I'm just still unsure of what he's gonna be in the league, and if he's gonna be a mega, if he's gonna be a Barkley mega version of Draymond, is he gonna be a, the best you know Robin there is? Can he ever hit the you know alpha dog? Take people off the dribble, you know, jump shot off the dribble, step back three, you know, to win games. Is that him? I don't know. I, I think when it comes to some of these executives' minds, you're looking at Jaw and you're like, all right, I, I feel like there's a clear path to knowing what Jaw is gonna be in the league. You see that with like. I feel like there's more comparable players for somebody like Ja. Whether it's like I know like Damian Lillard's not as athletic as him. Well, I guess he is, but kind of not as high flyer. But <laughs> not as springy. But, like, but there's there's yeah, not things. as springy. But it's like you see Ja as this like athletic point guard, all this stuff, and it's like all right, I've seen players like that. I could see what a finished product of Ja could be at a really high level. There's just been nobody like Zion, really, where it's like hard to kind of picture his ceiling, and you kind of want to just take him. I'm, I mean, I still have him over Ja. I, I agree with that. Like as far as starting a franchise, um, but there is a, some a more unknown with that, and there's some injury stuff with him too. Yeah, the, the Ja versus Zion is fascinating. The fact that Trey Young only received four third place votes and 16 fourth place votes. I mean, just didn't even get consideration for first or second from anyone. In this, as, as far as who would you start a franchise with? Uh, I thought that that was wild. Uh, and it kind of proves some things that we've been talking about. And maybe there's maybe there's some element of a newness factor. The fact that John Morant, his team just got to the playoffs. His, you know, he's a rookie. It's his first year. Zion, you know, is the new thing. And Trey Young, we've kind of like, we know his flaws. But we also know his strengths. We know what he's really, really good at. Um, and maybe it's easy. Maybe coming from these guys, it's also easier to build a team around those other guys than it is Trey Young. We've talked about, you know, what you'd have to do to build a, a really good team around Trey Young, and it's a little bit more difficult than a John Morant or a Zion Williamson type. Yeah, and towards the end of that article, you know, they they kind of talk about the Trey stuff, and you know, 
whether it's the same you know executive or not, but Bottom's quotes and he says Trey is clearly the fourth option because of his defense. He's out. You know, this person said, I just don't think you can win big when his defense is that bad. And you know, John Morant's just not. Uh, negative on the defensive end like like Trey Young is. Is John Morant as prolific score as Trey? Is he shooting it from 35 feet? No, but I think people would, yeah, I mean, I would take John over Trey, so. Yeah, I, 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 man, I think I would too. I just, the ability, there, so there's two two abilities you're looking at with, with John Morant and Trey Young is the ability to just explode out of nowhere with John Morant and then the ability to uh, for Trey Young, the ability to like shoot from anywhere, right? Like the difference between yeah. those skills is is uh, it, is fascinating to me on offense. But then on defense, yeah, that's the that's the big knock on Trey. In a way, it's kind of like the Ben Simmons thing. It's like this this player is so good, but it's going to be harder to build around them. But if you could pull it off properly, you could be really good. To where like Ja Morant's like a really good young player, but it'd be easy. It's easier to build around Ja Morant. Like Trey, you have to have a certain type, like certain types of players to help him defensively and all this different stuff. And kind of like the Ben Simmons thing, like for him to hit his ceiling, he's going to have to have a certain. And really, look at Giannis. Like, would Giannis be as good as he is if he didn't have shooters around him or if he didn't have, you know, whatever, like pieces? Somebody just really screwed up a roster around yeah. Giannis. So I, I think Trey is kind of in that situation of Ben Simmons that. Great player, like shouldn't say great, but like good players. However you want to you know, define good, it's just a little bit harder to build around them. Yeah, uh, but it was a really good um, Luka Doncic, I guess, uh, endorsement from from all these executives. It's pretty wild to see him above all these other guys, and clearly the best young player, right? Because these are the these are the four. These are the four like yeah. up and coming young stars, probably under the age of what are these guys under the age of twenty one, twenty two. All of them, yeah. Like these are the best guys, and Luca is that. And it's wild to still think of how young Luca is because we compare him right now. We're comparing him to, you know, the next guys up, the Jokic's, the yeah. Joel Embiid's. We're comparing him to, even you know, Jimmy Butler's. <laughs> I mean, he's above that at this point. Lillard's and you know, guys like that. But uh, to to scale it back and to compare him to his peers, like his own age class. This is this is these are the guys that they're comparing, and he's far and ahead above those guys. It's just wild to to still remember that. That's what I, I told Nick this the other night, but my wife was asking me after the Jordan, the last dance thing, and we were just talking about eras. And I was like, yeah, you know, Bird and Magic. I just started with them. So they kind of led into to, to MJ and, you know, led you another 10 years there. MJ, you know, leaves the game and you have this Duncan, Kobe, Shaq, you know, basically type thing. Kobe, you know, pretty much Kobe. Uh, and that leads into a young LeBron. And then she kind of like interrupts me and says, and now we have Luca. And I'm like, I, I hope, like, I'm, I'm glad that you're saying that. Like, I hope that that is what we picture as these eras of the, you know, the people at the mountaintop of best player in the game. But uh, we'll see. And, I mean, he's on the the path up, I guess, right now. The we short just gotta list. Get, yeah, he's on the short list. Exactly. We just got to get some more things underneath his belt. Who else is on the short list is a conversation for another day. Guys, we will be live on Thursday on Hot Mike. We'll have some guests coming up. Um, we're excited about that. But thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom. Boom. <laughs>